0: Welcome to our weekly classified Gray man Intelligence audio brief. Over the next few minutes, Wesley from Super SE is going to share with you the most important survival intelligence stories that have occurred over the past week from the Gray Man Briefing. This timely and concise reporting will help you to stay sharp and be well ahead of the knowledge curve so that you can be better prepared for what's coming down the road. All right, Wes, take it away.
1: All right. Thanks, David. So, we'll get right into the brief. From the Gray Man Briefing, this is a weekly recap of news and developments for your situational awareness. As always, with the bottom line up front. In this week's briefing, we're going to cover events from January 18th until February 1st. And as usual, we're going to break these down into categories. Let's start first with government oversight and censorship efforts. And first up, In an effort to reinstate the federal transportation mask mandate, the Department of Justice provided oral arguments to the 11th Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals, saying that the department continues to believe that the order requiring masking in the transportation corridor is a valid exercise of the CDC's authority. Those opposing the mandate said that it lacks not only in rooting in federal statutes, but it also violated existing federal law and how it has been promulgated. The mandate also suffers from an inconsistent application of sound science so there's still an effort there to bring back that federal transportation mask mandate separately the biden administration announced that it will end the national emergency and public health emergency declarations but they're going to extend it for a few more months so they're planning on ending it on may 11th shortly after this announcement uh the house republicans they passed a series of bills that would immediately end these two uh, declarations of emergency and also in the health the healthcare care worker vaccine mandate so an end to this emergency would mean a couple of things one the government would stop purchasing in mass vaccines and tests the for those who still want to get uh, the vaccine or the the boosters for COVID 19 they would have to purchase 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 it themselves or use health insurance or government health plans. Uh, Pfizer is also gonna be rising their prices up to $130 per dose. Um, This will be able to capitalize on those who are under the impression they need the vaccine to be able to continue to collect that that money from the the shot. Uh, Also, ending the declaration will mean an end to Title 42. So, like I said, the Republicans just passed a couple of bills, they've been trying to push HR 382 and Resolution 7, and they've got two things passed, Um, and I just touched on that. So in short, this new announcement, it's gonna extend the government's ability to purchase vaccines for a few more months, but it also accomplishes the the Biden administration's goal of reopening the border by ending Title 42. And we'll kind of transition into the censorship side of this. Uh, Meta, which is Facebook and Instagram, they announced that the account suspensions of former President Donald Trump will end in the coming weeks. Because the social media outlets have assessed that the perceived quote serious risk to public safety that existed in January 2021 has sufficiently receded, and we will be reinstating Mr. Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts, end quote. But they will also censor and control those accounts with quote new guardrails in place to deter repeat offenses. And finally, in censorship news, AT&T has joined other companies in censoring competing news narratives. It's just canceled Newsmax. So Newsmax is a right-leaning news outlet. at and has now barred them from their partner services, which include DirecTV Satellite, DirecTV Stream, and at and UVerse. They're saying it's over negotiations, but if you look into the numbers, it's not. Uh, in 2021, at and also blacklisted and canceled the option to renew One America News, or OAN. It's better known as OAN, and that's also another right-leaning news network. Uh, Last year, Verizon Fios was pressured by political powers to blacklist OAN, and those political powers are from the House Commerce Committee. Those politicians wrote a letter to Comcast, Cox, Verizon, and DirecTV saying, quote, we are concerned about the role cable satellite TV provider plays in disseminating misinformation to millions of subscribers, and we write to you to request additional information about what What actions you, the provider, are are taking to address these issues? Uh, They further went on, basically trying to pressure AT&T, Comcast, you know, other providers of news into removing news services such as OAN and Newsmax. And moving into national security, the presidents of the United States, Canada, and Mexico met to form an agreement known as the Declaration of North America, the DNA, in which the three countries were going to prioritize six issues, which included diversity, equity, inclusion, number two, climate change and the environment, number three, competitiveness, number four, migration and development, number five, health, and number six, regional security. Uh, There was hopes that there would be some focus on regional security and migration as far as the U.S.'s border security crisis. Uh, However, the administration... In a way, bragged, saying, quote, Since June, Mexico, the United States, and Canada have collectively welcomed record numbers of migrants and refugees from the Western Hemisphere under new and expanded labor and humanitarian programs. So they turned the crisis into a win by welcoming more migrants. Uh, The White House further spoke into their efforts, saying that, Quote, promoting migrant refugee integration, providing protection of refugees, asylum seekers and vulnerable migrants, strengthening asylum capacity in the region, expanding and promoting regular pathways for migration and protection, end quote, were all victories. Um, They did not touch much on any any sort of method to counter the crisis at the border. And we'll touch a little bit here on RUMINT, some rumor intelligence. So unverified reports claim that Russia is seeking to purchase abandoned U.S. military equipment that was left in Afghanistan. And separately, they're in Russia now that the U.S. has sent these 31 Abram tanks, along with a lot of other Western powers have sent some tanks. Uh, there are now rewards for the first Russian soldiers to destroy these Russian, or these American tanks, uh, including a $72,000 cash prize for the first person to, first Russian soldier to destroy a U.S. Abrams tank or other Western-made tanks, and there'll be subsequent prizes of uh, over $7,000 for each tank they destroy. And finally, the commander of the U.S. Air Force's Air Mobility Command. He drafted a memo, a warning of war with China by 2025, saying, quote, I hope I am wrong, but, or I hope I am wrong. My gut tells me we will fight in 2025. Xi, or he's talking about Chinese President Jinping, secured his third term and set his war council in October 2022. Taiwan's presidential elections are in 2024 and will offer Xi a reason. The United States presidential elections are in twenty twenty four and will offer Z a distracted America. Z's team, reason, and opportunity are all aligned for twenty twenty five, end quote. The head of the House Foreign Affairs Committee also agreed with his assessment, saying, quote, I think he's right. And the former commander of the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command warned that the, quote, threat with China will manifest, in quote, by 2025. Conversely, a member of the House Armed Services Committee said that while, quote, anything is possible, the commander's assessment is, quote, not only not inevitable, it's highly unlikely. So we will see. Real quickly here for our economic brief, Goldman Sachs has projected that San Jose, California, San Diego, California, Phoenix, Arizona, and Austin, Texas, will see a housing market crash by the third quarter of this year, 2023. They say it'll be comparable to the recession of 2008. And the banking investment firm actually came a little short of declaring a nationwide crash, uh, but just kind of keep that in the front of your mind. They've, they've listed these major markets and just barely came short of, saying a nationwide crisis. Uh, Forecasts now show that the 30-year fixed mortgage rate will go up to 6.5%. That's double from last year, 2022. And uh, they're looking at a 15-year high increase in foreclosures, and they expect house values to drop by 25%. Okay, let's move into our civil unrest briefing. I have quite a lot for you, so I'll summarize as best I can. So by now, everyone's probably heard about the Tyree Nichols incident or confrontation with police. He was stopped uh, on a traffic stop. He didn't comply immediately. He took off and ran from police. Um, In two confrontations there, uh, police were seen, or at least in one of the confrontations, police were seen punching Mr. Nichols. And in some of the video footage, you could be seen being kicked by police. Uh, both Nichols, the suspect, and the five police officers were black. Um, immediately, those five officers were fired. A few days later, a white uh, male police officer was suspended, and also three fire or EMS employees uh, were fired related to the, the the incident. There was a lot of rhetoric building up to this to try to, almost seem like to build discord and make people think this was gonna be a massive show of violence. Not, I'm not saying that it wasn't, but all the leaders seem to be kind of promoting it as just the worst you know, encounter with police in all of existence and almost kind of riling up citizens to, to riot, which they did in a, a number of cities, especially in Memphis, uh, where this incident took place. Uh, you saw looting at Hibbett Sports at, I believe it was GameStop, a number of looting incidents, a lot of police cars being set on fire, uh, police buildings being attacked, vandalized, graffiti, objects thrown at them. But overall, it's not at all comparable to the George Floyd riots. And our prediction is, now there is gonna be a funeral for him, for Mr. Nichols on February 1st. So we're gonna wait and see how that night turns out and this coming weekend how that kind of ends up uh, but we would imagine this is kind of going to trickle off, and we're not going to we're not going to see the widespread, nationwide riots that we've seen before. And moving on, members of the Progressive Anti-Abortion Uprising, or PAAU, have organized nationwide protests at CVS and Walgreens in opposition to those two pharmacies selling the abortion pill. Uh, the rallies are taking place in D.C., L.A., New York City, Detroit, Austin, Atlanta, and San Francisco. They say they're trying to raise awareness for. Uh, what they say the pill has caused the deaths of 28 women and 5.6 million babies Uh, separately 150 pro drag activists uh, which included lgbt uh, affiliates in antifa rallied outside the buzz Brews bar in dallas texas to show support for drag show events for children Uh, black cat a black clad and masked and body armor wearing and rifle carrying militia members attended the protest to support that cause and Uh, what they say protect uh, their rally from outside uh, disturbers and another uh, major police incident uh, over in Atlanta where they're building that uh, public safety facility for fire department and police uh, personnel uh, for more than a year now defend the forest Uh, activists and other extremists and Antifa have been occupying the the forest trespassing destroying equipment uh, just a whole range of arson, looting, vandalism, uh, chaining themselves to trees, erecting structures in trees, littering, stealing things. They've been going on there for a year now. So the police have, have finally went in uh, when they went to clear out the forest in the construction area. Um, a subject, I believe he was in a tent, fired at police, shot a police officer who was in wounded in critical, critical condition. Police returned fire, shooting, and killing that, uh, that armed suspect who was trespassing. And then rioting began in Georgia. Um, the governor of Georgia activated the National Guard, put a thousand troops on standby, and uh, over the coming days there was a, there were a number of protests in Atlanta, and some that turned into riots. Uh, basically, trying to uh, be there in so- solidarity for that that comrade that was killed after shooting a police officer, and while well, trespassing. And, doing their extremist activities there in the construction area. So we'll leave it there for our civil unrest briefing. Let's move on. Let's move into our infrastructure, supply chain, and preparedness briefing. There is a insulin disruption, uh, specifically with insulin products. And it's expected that insulin patients are no longer going to be able to access these insulin products until the end of 2023, they're saying December this applies to both the solution for injecting in a cartridge and the solution for injection in a pre-filled pen. So we already know that there's a large number of people that's had to to ration their insulin. Uh, the Annals Internal Medicine said that 1.3 million people uh, ration their insulin medication every year. So add, add inflation to this and add this disruption, it's going to further strain these invi- individuals. So if you're reliant on it, if you're able to stockpile, do it. Prioritize life-saving medication purchases and seek options to reduce uh, costs such as supplemental insurance, generic alternatives, and medical provider assistance. Moving on, let's talk about uh, pet and animal antibiotics. The FDA is going to ban certain OTC medications and will require medications. Now they told us this back in June they said they were going to require prescription for medically important antimicrobials uh, for food-producing animals and pets. Uh, and those are currently, even now, over-the-counter. Uh, the FDA Center for Veterinary Medicine, or the CVM, they say this is all to keep uh, farmers and other people from overusing and over-prescribing, or I guess technically just overusing at this point, uh, to in order to keep those antibiotics strong and not to to be weakened over time. Uh, The new rule will take effect in June of this year. It applies to prescriptions for injectable Tylosin, injectable intramammary penicillin, uh, a whole list, which I'm not going to name all these medications because I probably can't pronounce half of them, Um, but they will now have a new label on them saying caution, federal law restricts uh, this drug to use by or on the order of a licensed veterinarian. So, if you're a rancher or a farmer, you should take steps now to establish what they call a veterinarian-client-patient relationship. This will help avoid delays uh, to you being able to access this necessary uh, medication. And preppers who stock such items as an emergency al- alternative, they should stock up now, as they access to these antibiotics will not be available after June. You'll have to have a prescription. Uh, we've kind of really expanded on this in our uh, on the Gray Man briefing. And even talked about fish antibiotics and other tips and tricks for you. So if you're not already a subscriber of the Gray Man Briefing, you can sign up at www.graymanbriefing.com. That's gray with an A. And everything we're telling you, we're just literally reading you or or discussing one or two sentences out of each briefing. And also we're having to skip some briefings. Um, So you definitely want to sign up if you're not already a member and next up the world health organization has warned countries to stockpile medication to counter the effects of radiation exposure so the who or like i said the world health organization they they frequently do these updates i think the last one was 2007 but in all the ones we've seen in the past it covers an array of things um they call it all hazards advice and it tells you as far as it tells the governments hey, stock up on PPE or trauma kits or painkillers or antibiotics, and it goes through a whole list. But this one that just came out on January 27th, it's only about those, uh, those potassium iodide, those IOSAT uh, tablets that are used to uh, block the thyroid, that radiation that, that could, you could be exposed to after some sort of nuclear attack. Uh, Last year after we went, not we, but after Ukraine and the Russia conflict began, uh, there was a lot of rhetoric about, you know, nuclear attacks. And when that happened, these uh, FDA-approved potassium iodide tablets sold out everywhere, like in stores, on Amazon. We, We actually used them at Super SE and we, I think we had to take them out of stock for a couple of weeks. Um, luckily we had a lot in stock already but we we couldn't refill because it was there was nowhere to purchase them Um, but it is interesting who would send this out so just you know take that with a grain of salt and you know why not just get a couple of pills just in case and obviously if it's some sort of direct attack or something they're gonna be useless but fallout wise yeah it could definitely help you and now let's talk about water sources so We're seeing a a threat from a a couple of different uh, streams here, including private ownership of water resources, geopolitical disputes, and drought. All these are threatening the U.S. water access. The GAO, or the Government Accountability Office, found that 14 publicly traded water companies have inaccurate or missing ownership data. Uh, These utilities, they provide tap water to our residences in at least 33 different states. And the World Water Council found that among, this is quote, Among the largest water systems, private ownership is related to higher water prices and less affordability. And private ownership could be foreign-owned or controlled. So without knowing who's actually owning these private um, water companies, um, there's a lot of rhetoric and belief and actual some pretty good evidence that a lot of them are owned by China and other countries. We already know that, you know, foreign businesses and conglomerates own more than 38 million acres of U.S. land, including those with water sources. Industry analysis projected 63 million U.S. citizens only have access to unsafe tap water, and 44% of the U.S., not including Alaska and Hawaii, are suffering from drought conditions right now, uh, February 1st, 2023. And finally, in our food supply uh, supply chain summary. Uh, Last year we provided a list of uh, all major incidences that occurred at different uh, meat plants, uh, chicken plants, egg plants, uh, these production facilities where our food is either being made or processed. Uh, We provided a whole list of fires, cyber attacks, um, chemical attacks, um, any kind of odd incident that occurred and it looked like uh, 2021 maybe had 12, 12, 13, 14 of them. We saw in 2022, we had like 30 plus, maybe 40. And we, we just recently reposted this on the Gray Man Briefing and we gave you an update for 2023. So I'll give that to you here. January 2nd, there was a fire at associated milk producers facility in Wisconsin. It actually causes butter to melt and clog up uh, the canal and drainage systems. Uh, January 11th, there was an explosion and a fire at Keras Chemical plant, which makes uh, provides potable water treatment. Um, it released potassium permegranate abrasive, which is an oxidizer into the air and it shut down 15% of the plant. and the oxidizer is highly uh, not contagious but uh, an irritant to your skin and a uh, danger to inhale. On uh, January 19th, there was a ransom attack on Yum! Brands. That's the, the brand that uh, is over KFC and Pizza Hut. And on January 20th, there was a Ship Creek, uh, fire at Ship Creek Pet Food Processing Facility in Anchorage, Alaska. And on January 28th, there was a fire at an egg farm in Connecticut. Uh, They're saying 100,000 chickens were killed. You had 16 fire departments respond to the fire. You had the Salvation Army out there. That's the most recent one we've tracked. And finally, we're going to end with the Second Amendment briefing. We're going to do a little different. This time we're going to summarize government leaders' statements and their rhetoric regarding restrictions on the firearms, and we'll give you some Second Amendment legal updates. So U.S. Representative Gates introduced H.R. 374. That's the Abolish the ATF Act, uh, which is designed to defund and dismantle the ATF. Uh, Democrat legislators in New Mexico introduced H.B. Uh, 100 which would add a two-week waiting period for firearm purchases. Other uh, New Mexico Democrats are considering an assault weapons ban. A Republican legislator in Indiana has proposed a bill to raise the age to purchase AR-15-style weapons from 18 to 21. U.S. senators and uh, at least one U.S. House uh, House representative have a companion version of an assault weapons ban uh, that they've just introduced. The governor of Connecticut has called for an expansion of open carry bans, uh, which will be partly an expansion of sensitive locations. He's also adding limits to how many firearms can be purchased during a given time. In California, which is probably arguably the most strictest as far as firearm laws go, uh, they've had two mass shootings uh, in January, each totaling more than seven deaths. Its governor just called for more gun control and during a recent interview, he called the Second Amendment a suicide pact. Um, This while he was surrounded by multiple armed guards walking on the street. And the governor of Minnesota has called for a ban of magazines holding more than 10 rounds. He wants an establishment of a red flag firearm seizure law um, and also supports raising the age for sporting rifles from 18 to 21. That's it. That's the end of the Second Amendment briefing that's the end of this week's briefing. We kind of put uh, two weeks in here for you. Uh, again, this is Wes from Super SE reading out the gray man briefing. You can subscribe to the gray man briefing at www graymanbriefing.com. Gray man with an A. That's it. Take care. Thanks guys.
0: So before we head out of here, let us know what you think of these briefs by emailing us at help at UltimateSurvivalTips.com, or you can contact us through our website and the home base for this podcast, UltimateSurvivalTips.com. If you'd like to be even further ahead of the preparedness curve and get daily briefs from Wes delivered privately to you, Wes is giving Survival Show podcast subscribers $1 off the normal monthly subscription cost of $5. $5. So for only $4 a month, you can get daily intelligence briefings from Wes when you go over to graymanbriefing.com and enter code GBCUST at checkout. All right, that's about it. Thanks for joining us today. Until next time, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.